Hey, you ready? Come on, ask him. Say, are you ready? God's about to rock you with his word. How many are ready for the word of God today? I'm excited and expected for what God wants to do in this place, man, what he's already doing. How many feel his presence in this room right now? He is so good. The beautiful thing about his presence is if you want some, you can get some. If you want him, he's here. You don't have to beg. You don't have to plead with him. He is a good father, and he wants to encounter you. Can we just take a moment and just uh, coming into this word, can you just pray a prayer that I love to pray in my mornings when I get get my word open and I'm ready to devour what God wants to speak to me. I pray a prayer that just simply says, because uh, Jesus, he gave us the Holy Spirit to come and to be with us, to walk with us, and to give us everything we need. So can you just right now say a simple prayer, say, Holy Spirit, search me and speak to me. Come on. Two things. Search me. Search my thoughts. Search all my motives. Search everything that I'm involved in and caught up in as a human being. You know, how many know sometimes we can get busy with our agenda, right? I can get busy with my week, what I need to do what I want to accomplish, what's my preferences. Even in church, we can get caught up in saying, that was my song, or this is a word for me. We get so caught up in in the thoughts of our agenda. Sometimes we forget to let Holy Spirit reign and say, Holy Spirit, just search me. Search me. And the beautiful thing is Holy Spirit's a gentleman where he points out, he taps on, he whispers to the places in you that need to change so that you can come fully alive in Christ. So Holy Spirit, search me. Search me. And then Holy Spirit, speak to me. Speak to me. There's one thing hearing, right? Or there's one thing listening, I'm sorry. But there's a whole other thing hearing. It's one whole thing to listen. I can listen to you. I can listen to podcasts. I can listen to the, the Word of God on my phone. I have the Dwell app. I love the Dwell app. It is my ultimate favorite right now. Top 20 of 2021. I love the Dwell app. I can listen to the Word of God all day long. I can have my earbud in and, you know, just go up through my whole day and listen to the Word of God. But if I don't hear the Word of God, if it doesn't settle in my spirit, it will do nothing. And if we don't hear the Word of God today, and that's why we pray, the Holy Spirit, speak to me. Speak to me. I'm available. I am open to what you want to say. I got to calm myself down a little bit because I'm super excited about this new series. It's called Thrones and Crowns. Somebody help me with the title. Tell them online. Say Thrones and Crowns. All right. Thrones and Crowns. Now, I do need to back up just a little bit because... I do get excited about these things. Y'all get excited about the word of God with a fresh word. I get excited with a fresh word. There's just something about when I wake up in a new day and I open up the word. It's like reading it for the first time. And I'm like, Lord, freshly speak to me. And that's my prayer for you today. The man, Holy Spirit, flows through this place and he speaks to you in a fresh way. There's a fresh encounter, a fresh meeting with the word of God today. I want to talk about Thrones and crowns. Talking about dominion. 
kingdom. Kingdom. There is a kingdom. And you are a part of it. If you said yes to Jesus and you came into this this family of God, then you are a part of a kingdom. There's a kingdom reality that's in motion. And you have to understand as as a king's kid what is a part of that kingdom and how to best live in that kingdom. How many are ready to live your best life in the kingdom of God? I'm so ready. And so today, I want to entitle today, and if you could help me out with the title today, it's called, Who Wears the Crown? So somebody, can you help me shout it out? Say, Who Wears the Crown? That's a big question we need to ask, is who wears the crown? I don't know if you've seen uh, Narnia. Y'all seen Narnia in this room? Man, we just introduced our kids to Narnia. It was one of those movies I grew up watching, the older version. You know, I'm dating myself, but there was an older version. And now, you know, everything gets better and newer and more HD. That when you look back at old stuff, you're like, I settled for that. You know? How many have watched the old cartoons, you know, these days on Disney Plus or something? They have like Tailspin and Mighty Ducks. And I'm watching, I'm like, no way did I sit through this. Like, it's all pixelated and crazy. But let me, let me tell you, we were watching Narnia, and uh, it, was, it had the, the crowns and the thrones, and it goes through this journey where these four kids come into this position, this posture of kingship and queenship, and it's this kingdom reality that's taking place. And I want you to realize today, almost become aware of who you are as a king's kid, who you are. And you got to know this because if you don't realize that you're a king's kid and there's a kingdom reality taking place, then you won't know that there's a crown to be worn. And this is the problem. We don't know there's a crown to be worn. Someone must wear the crown of our lives. The crown possesses control. Go ahead. If you need to write it down, write it down. You need to know this. The crown possesses control. It gives and grants control of your life. The crown, when placed on a king or queen, was something of dignity, something of royalty, and it was something of authority. When you gave the crown, when the king took the crown, it was, a, it was almost a symbol, a sign of reign, dominion of something that was, that was higher than uh, what was here. So, but your reality, what you have to understand is there are, there are two kingdoms to serve. There are two masters to follow. And if we don't realize this, this is, this is good. I'm going to take it back to the basics for a second here. But if you don't realize this, then you may live your whole life serving the wrong master coming in to Jesus and not fully embracing all that he has for you because you're not fully surrendered to him. But you, your reality is directly connected to who you serve. Did you know that? You're under authority of dominion. And I want to look at second, uh, First Chronicles, I'm sorry, First, First Chronicles chapter 29. I want to look at verse, verse 11 of chapter 29 if you turn with me in your Bibles. 
or light them up on your phone. Chapter 29, verse 11 says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Hallelujah. You're exalted as head over all. And in verse 12, it says, wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. Everybody say all things. All things. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Amen. So good. What you have to realize is there is a kingdom and there is a king. Jesus came to the world. And when he came to the world, he was the Messiah. The Jews called him the Messiah, the one to save us. He was the one that came to set us free, to redeem the chosen people of Israel, the chosen people who are waiting on a Messiah to come. When Jesus came, he was the son of God and the son of man. He walked the earth as fully God and fully man. He showed us what it looks like to walk on earth as a man, as a woman. Come on, woman. God showed us how to walk the earth with the spirit of God on us. Now, the Bible says that now when Jesus went to heaven, God placed him at the highest place, gave him the highest seat, the throne. Did you know the throne is a place of exaltation? It's a place that exalts. It's a high place. In fact, in, in old times, the throne was always the highest seat in the room. Why? You never were higher than the king because the king was exalted to a position of power and authority. It was something that you bowed to as someone else in the presence of the king. And God, when he took Jesus up to heaven, he placed him on the seat on the throne, the highest place. And the Bible even says that he gave him the highest name, the name that is above all names. Now, when we say that, we're talking about position. We're talking about dominion. When we say Jesus is the name above all names, or that his name is uh, above all other powers or authorities, that he is the, the highest priest, he is the highest king, what we're saying is his name ranks supreme. If you think about it, positions, right? When you come into a company, he is the top dog. If you think about it in, in uh, political, he is the main agenda. He is the president, right? He is the one who calls the shots. He is the king and Lord. The other night, there's a big storm. I don't know if you heard it where you were, but the storm shook our house. And it was thunder and it was lightning and we like storms in our house because uh, how many like to sleep to the rain? It's so good. I mean, when that rain starts coming, it's just like, oh, it's amazing. We laugh because Leticia puts rain on every night. And so that is the sound of sleep to her. So whenever it starts raining, you know, you can see your eyes just like, oh, she needs to go to bed. Because it's like, it's rainy time, you know, which means it's sleepy time for Leticia. But the rain is so good. But the other night, it was raining so hard um, and then all of a sudden, the thunder and lightning came, and we were just about our, you know, our stuff, getting ready for bed and all the stuff with the kids, and all of a sudden, the thunder boomed, 
and it shook the house. And it was like, whoa, what was that? And all of a sudden, the wind started blowing, and you could feel it swaying. Now, I don't know if you're from Philadelphia, like we are, but houses are connected to each other. And so it's not like a suburban home that's like smack dab, you know, just by itself. And so when the wind blows, it kind of blows. When, when your house blows in Philly, you know that wind is blowing hard, right? Because it's blowing like four or five houses together. And this storm was showing its power. And I thought about the reality of today is that some of us live without the reality of God's power in our life because we don't see it or feel it. And we know that he's the king, but we don't feel his dominion. We don't feel his reign because we don't sense his power in our life. And I just know God is going to show you if you will surrender today. See, today, some of us are wearing the crown. And we've taken on the position of the king. We've taken on the position of the queen of our lives. We've taken on this, this, uh, this life where it is all about us. And you think about uh, culture today. Think about the world that we live in today. I mean, we have totally set a structure, but we don't know what power and dominion and kingship is. I mean, we don't know what it is to just follow uh, the, the rule and reign. You know, today, if you don't like it, you cancel it, right? If you don't like something in power and it doesn't meet your needs, what do we do? Chuck it out the window, right? Find something else. We come against it because, why? Because we, we don't realize the, the mentality of kingship. But today, I know that God wants to reveal to you his power and authority. And just like when we were in our house and we felt the storm, I know that God wants to show up in your life and show you his power, show you his awesomeness, show you. And if you haven't yet experienced that, man, my prayer today is that you realize that God is seated above all. And the Bible says, in this verse that we read, it says, and the glory and majesty and splendor and everything in heaven and on earth is yours. What you have to realize is King Jesus owns it all. He owns you. He owns me. He owns this world. His, and he's a good king. In fact, the Bible says that he's a good father. He's a good shepherd. And he, he watches his flocks. He actually leaves the 99 for the one. What I want to let you know today is that when you surrender to this king and this kingdom, you step into a good leader. I don't know what leaders you've had in the past. And maybe even when we say this, say this like thrones and crowns and who wears the crown of your, of your life and the crown re- resembles control, right? It possesses control. And you're thinking already, whoa, I can't give control to someone else. And maybe it's come from a past relationship with an authority, or it's come from a past experience that you've had with authority. Can I tell you that God is seated above all? He has the name above all names, but he is the God of all love and mercy. He's the God who is just. He's a just God. Believe me, there will be justice, but this is the greatest season of grace and mercy. And when you step into him, you feel his love and his peace and his joy like none other. This is a good kingdom to be a part of. Amen? How many are part of his kingdom? How many feel his love? Come on. So you have to understand there's, there's two masters. There's two kingdoms. And, and if, you're not, if you're not careful, this is what I want to talk about today. Because if you don't know who wears the crown, then my, my thought is, and, and I want to present this to you to really ponder on a question on. If you don't know who the master is of your life, then you may be serving the wrong master. You may be giving in to the wrong person. And let me tell you, 
The devil, the enemy, who is the other master, he is out to steal, kill, and destroy. It's his ultimate goal for your life. It's his ultimate goal for your family, for your business. And he wants you just to hold on just a little bit to know, okay, I'm fine. I'm going to be okay. But his ultimate purpose for you is to lead you to a place of absolute destruction. But the king, who is King Jesus, he is the master. But you have to understand, there is no neutral ground. There's no neutral ground. There's no in-between. There's no middle land. And I think this is, this is something that we have to realize as the church. You have to realize as a Christ follower that there's no time in your life where you'll be on neutral ground. Where it's like, I'm not fully serving Jesus. I'm not fully serving the devil. There's a middle place. I mean, think about this. It's not like we're going to get to heaven someday. And over here is the people who serve Jesus. And over here is the people who serve the devil. And then there's this like middle ground where Jesus and the angels have to talk about it and say, well, I don't know. This person was kind of good. This person did all this good stuff. But, but isn't that kind of how we think about it? I mean, when, I, when I'm talking to people about Jesus and knowing, they're like, I'm not, a, I'm not religious, but I'm a good person. You know, even when you ask people, hey, do you know where you're going? If you would die today, do you know where you're going? Yeah, 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 I'm going to heaven. How do you know that? How do you know that? I'm a good person. God would never send good people to hell. But can I tell you, if you're not careful, and you don't choose a master, and you don't have a king of your life, then my, my, my plea to you and encouragement to you is to get Jesus as your king, the good king, the good one who, who has good for you. In fact, the Bible says that God has the gift of eternal life. That's his promise to you. When you come into that kingdom, you fully reign in the inheritance of God. We talk about this all the time, but the king's kid has joy and peace as their inheritance. We don't even pray for it. It's just given to us. As we come into it and we say, Lord, you are the king and Lord of my life, all of a sudden, the things of God become our reality. He says, all you have to do is believe in me. When you believe in me, when you follow me, when you're my disciple, these signs follow you. They come behind you. That's what we said, your favor, right? Be upon you and your family. It can't help it. That, that's what God's presence does. It releases blessing and favor. But you have to know who you serve. You must know who you serve. I see the kids call me dad, right? Zion on a, they call me dad or daddy. You know, Zion's into dad now, you know? He used to be daddy, but now it's dad because he's 10, right? But they call me dad. But that word dad or calling me dad or even having me as a father, if they aren't to uh, obey what I say or listen to my words, then the word dad means nothing, Right? And you would come into my house and if you, you saw my kids and they're just like acting out. And I'm like, hey, kids, can you stop right now? And they don't listen. You say, all right, something's, something is a screw here, okay? Because, yes, you're dad, but there's no authority or rule or reign. And that's how it is when we come to Jesus and we fully surrender to him in this, this place. We're like, God, I just want to serve you. But then we live every day not listening to his voice, not listening to the promptings. And that's why we started this whole thing off by saying, Holy Spirit, search me and speak to me. Because it's a posture thing. And that's why every day I start this way, is say, Holy Spirit, search me and speak to me. And let me stay in this place all day long. Why? Because I want to surrender the crown of control to the king who has my best interests in mind. Because if I wear this crown, 
if you wear this crown, you are headed to a place that you know not of. But if you give King Jesus the crown, you know that his perfect will is at place for you. In fact, the Bible says that he is a king, he is a shepherd, makes your path straight so that your foot won't stumble and fall. Isn't that great news? I don't know how many of you feel lost sometimes. Maybe you feel like you don't know what to do next. But when you give him the authority and crown and you say, Holy Spirit, lead and guide me, lead and guide me, then you put your plans, you put all the things that you're processing through as a Christ follower, as a child of God, you put it in his hands. And he's the one who leads you on the path that is straight and narrow. Amen. I want to turn to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 15. Romans chapter 6, verse 15 says, What then shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? Now, you got to kind of back up here because Paul's having a conversation with the church in Romans, and, and he's talking about our church in Rome. But he's talking about how they're, they're saying, you know, we're not under the law. We're under grace. How many have heard that today? in conversation, in the church conversations, and I read many, like, articles and blogs on it. But there's a lot of conversation about that, like, should we be under the law or grace? The law or grace. And he's, he's saying that, hey, listen, what you have to understand is there's something in motion, and you are either slaves to sin or slaves to righteousness. And check it out. He goes on. He says, he says, what then shall we sin because we're not under the law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey. You might want to even write that down. We are slaves to the one we obey. Think about that. You are, you want to know who, the, who wears your crown. It's simply to see who do you obey. Who do you obey? Every day of your life, every decision you make, everything you're, you're planning, who do you obey? Whose word is final? He says, you must know that you are slaves to whom you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching in which you were entrusted He's saying, listen, there's no middle ground here. Either you are slaves to sin or you're slaves to obedience in Christ. You're slaves to the righteousness. And the beautiful thing is outcome of obedience to Christ. It's this beauty of of shedding your past self. Uh, I don't know about you, but man, when I came to Jesus, it was a beautiful thing. I I was 16 years old when I fully committed. I mean, it was just like full on. And I remember that day. When I was like, God, I want to serve you. I want to give you my life. I, I give my life to Jesus. But in that moment, I said, Lord, you're fully king. I mean, I mean, all the things that I've been planning, all the things that I want, desire, even who I want to marry, and all these, I'm starting to think that way, you know, as a 16-year-old boy. I, I just said, Lord, you rule and reign. It was a shedding of the old self, saying, I don't want to be a slave to what I obey. All of the the desires of my flesh, 
all the things that I think are success, man, I want to drop them. Drop them like they're hot and follow God. And some of us, we need to do that. We need to look at ourselves and say, all right, who are we obeying right now in our life? What is the biggest voice in us? Who wears the crown? Do we wear the crown of our lives? Do we wear and say, you know, what's best for me? What's best for me? And I think about it like this is when, when you're in the king's family, when you come underneath the authority and Jesus wears the crown and he has the control of your life, it's like, uh, you know, when you make a reservation as a, at a restaurant. We have some very good restaurants here in Philly. How many are so excited they're opening up again? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're so happy. But when you make a reservation, you make it under a name. And with that name, you're with a party. And so they always ask you when you come up, uh, what party are you with? What party are you with? And, you know, you can say, I'm with the Hollis crew. Okay. Now you get to go sit at the Hollis table. And when you show up to the Hollis table, everything that's at the table is for you because you're in that party because you carry the name. And that's what Jesus is. Everything in his kingdom, and we just read it, right? All the splendor, all the glory, all the everything in the heavens and the earth belong to him. All of that is our inheritance when we are in his name. When we serve him and he wears the crown of our life. I think about on the other side is that when you don't, and maybe unaware of this, but you're serving the wrong master. Maybe the devil has you by you thinking, oh, I'm not led by anybody. I'm led by myself. I'm not, I'm not owned by anybody. Nobody has rights to me. I own myself. And maybe you're in that deception where you're like, no, there's no king. There's no, I'm not a slave to nothing. I am my own. Then you are what we call today guilty by association. Guilty by association means you're in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. And I believe with all my heart, the enemy would love, this is his main plea, is to keep the church half in. I think this is the biggest lie, and it's, you can see it all throughout culture, all throughout everything that we're fed today, is to, to give you this lie that it's okay to be half in. It's okay to serve Jesus, but also have a life. It's okay to go to church on Sunday, but your Monday through Saturday is yours to do whatever you want with. And to think that there's this king that tries the Lord over your life, I mean, that's not a popular message today. To think that Jesus is the king and that he runs your life, whoa, Jesus, back up. I got plans, right? Whoa, Jesus, don't you know about my five-year, my 10-year, my 20-year? Like, we got plans. And not to say that we have to live ignorantly. I live with Miss Plan. I mean, she is planned out to the max. She's amazing. But the difference comes when you bathe your plans in prayer. When, yes, you plan like it depends on you, but then you pray like it depends on God. You bring your plans as an offering saying, Lord, what do you think of this? Is this your will? I remember even when we were first thinking about coming to Philly, that was something we bathed in prayer. Man, we planned our hearts out. We're like, oh, what would the church look like? How would we, what would the culture be like? We started planning where we'd be in the city, all this stuff. 
But then we said as a family, no, we need to fast and pray over these plans. We need to bring this before God and say, Lord, help us. Is this your will? What would happen if you took the crown of your life and you placed it on Jesus every day? And he said, today, Lord, I'm going to work. What would you have me do? Today, Lord, I'm planning the rest of my, you know, 2021. We're planning into the new year. We're planning into the five years to come. Holy Spirit, lead and guide me. What would you have me do? And King Jesus can be the Lord because he sees all. The Bible says he sits high above. He sees his children. He counts the hairs on your head. He has your days marked out. And he cares so deeply about you. He cares so deeply about you. He wants to lead you. He wants to lead you in a place where you are fully alive in Christ. So you have to ask, who who wears the crown in your life? Who wears the crown? I want to look at Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1. This is the mindset of a Christ follower who has Jesus as king. Check this out. It's so good. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. What he's actually saying here is that you've been raised to a new standard of living. You've been raised to a new standard of eyesight and position perspective. He says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. As Christ rose from the dead, you so now live in Christ. He says, set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Come on. For you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. He says, don't settle. (laughs) Don't settle. And my, my plea to you today is don't settle. Don't settle for wearing the crown of your life. Because you will only get so far. I'm telling you. And this is the place where... I believe this is going to be a time, and we are already in a time, we are entering a time, we're already in a time where it is going to be more and more difficult to know the truth and to stand on the truth. I know that that us as a church, we are dedicated to this word. We are dedicated to following Jesus, to studying his life, to knowing that that is for us today right? We are to live out our purpose so that others can find theirs. I mean, it's a daily thing that we do as Christ followers. But, but I believe that this, this series is so important. And I want to encourage you, please don't miss a week. We're going to be hitting every area of our life because I know that God, when he is king of your life, every part of you comes alive. And when you pray over and you let Holy Spirit lead you and you give him authority, you say, Jesus, wear the crown, be in control, you step into a new realm of freedom. You step into a new realm of release. You step into a new realm of breakthrough. And you can't, you can't say it any other way than I carry the name. I carry the name of Christ. I carry the name of the king. He has stamped his name on me. King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. 
He is the one. And that, that's the beauty of this is that we are going to make sure, be positive that he is king and Lord of our lives. Because I, I look through this room and I see so many of you who are called for a purpose. I mean, goodness, uh, Marcus and Becca, you guys came to Philadelphia for a reason. God sets you on a path and now he's even resourcing you. Man, I love getting the text, man. Just the updates on what God is doing, what he's pouring out, who he's bringing around the table. To think of what God's going to do through you. He's, he's building you up. He's resourcing you. And as you make him king, as you continue, man, to say, Lord, search me. Lord, speak to me. Lord, lead me. Lord, you wear the crown. Man, he can let that kingdom of God reality become permanent where Philadelphia is, where you place your feet. He told, he told the chosen ones, where you place your feet is yours. I've given it to you. And when we realize this and we give the crown to him, all of a sudden we become the king's kid that carry the kingdom. And then everywhere we go now, we l- release his kingdom. We release his kingdom. I think of Leticia. I mean, how many people God is bringing around you and giving you a network and a family and a community. But it's not just because. It's because he has marked you. He's marked you. He's given you everything you need. He's placed it all inside of you. And as you make him king and say, Lord, I'm here in America. Here I am. What do you have me to do? He's going to release that perspective. He's going to give you new insight to see this I'm telling you, this path is for you. Jesus, you walk in my ways. Watch as I use you to perform my love, to perform my peace, to release my kingdom everywhere you go. I mean, think of Elsa going back, right? For such a time as this, Elsa. For such a time as this. It's not, it's not a distraction. This is divine. I don't know where you are. I can't see you. Oh, there you are. Hey, girl. This is divine. And God has placed you. But if you, if you will follow him every day, say, Lord, you wear the crown. You have the control. Then you're going to, everywhere you go, you get off the plane, you realize, oh, wow, Holy Spirit is with me. I'm bringing his kingdom everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. And these next few weeks, if you'll go with me, I want to go on a journey together to say, Jesus, be the king of our families, of our marriages of our schooling, of our jobs, so that your kingdom can be reality where we are. Will you go with me? Let's take back the city. Come on. Because there is a a master that is trying to deceive a generation. There's a master that's trying to deceive and bring to death the potential of God for us in this church. If we make the decision, say, Jesus, you are king, you are Lord, and we step into a new reality of power, a new reality of dominion, where we realize there's something going on. There is a war going on for souls. And if we are in this party, David said it best. He said, in the presence of my enemies, you prepare a table. I eat in the midst of my enemies. The abundance of Christ is mine. As Sean comes, I want to take some time today and just make him king. There, there might be some of you in this room that you've never made him Lord. And I'd love to give you an opportunity today. Maybe some of you at home, you're watching in the stream. 
and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. You never said, Jesus, come in and be the Lord, be the King. I want to give you that opportunity today to say yes to Jesus, to come into that family of God, to step into relationship with him. And for some of you, you're on the other side where you have made Jesus. You've, you've made him your savior, but today is time to make him Lord. And there's a difference. There's a big difference. Yeshua and Yahweh, the savior is the one who saves you. The Lord is the one who rules you. The Savior is the one who took you out of sin. The Lord is the one who releases you into the place of power. Do you understand? And today, I want to give you an opportunity that if you said yes to Jesus, but you want to make him Lord, you want to lay down your crown at his feet, can I tell you, you'll either do it now or you'll do it someday. There will be no other options. The Bible says that someday every knee will bow. Every tongue confess that he is Lord. And so we have the beautiful privilege to do it today, to do it today, to lay down the crown and say, Jesus, be the Lord. And I'm excited for what God's going to reveal to you. I'm excited for what God's going to show you as you lay that crown down. First off, you've never accepted Jesus in your heart, but you'd like to do that today. You'd like to make him Lord of your life. I'd love to pray with you. You just raise a hand if you're online. You can press that button right now. Just say yes to Jesus. That's you. I want to pray with you before we go on. Just to have you come into that relationship with Jesus. If you, if you raise your hand or you push that button, will you just pray with me? Everybody, would you help me out? Pray with me. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. You made me new. Now help me to walk with you. I I lay down all of my control and give you full reign. I believe that God raised you from the dead and I make you Lord of my life. Come on now, proclaim and say, I'm free. I'm redeemed. I'm forgiven. Because Jesus is my Lord. Come on, everybody. Can you make some noise for those who gave their heart to Jesus today? It's one of the greatest decisions you can make. Hey, if you're in this room, you made that decision. If you're online, you made that decision, please reach out. We have some resources we'd love to give you so you can walk with God. How I'd love to end today is just to create an atmosphere where we lay down the crowns before our our king. We lay down the, the rights and rule that we have, that we Don't no longer come and say, Lord, bless my plans. (laughs) Right? That false, false surrender. Lord, bless what I've prepared. No, we come and we fully say, King Jesus, you have control. If you need to do that today, why don't you make your way up here? Come on, just lay down your crown today. Let him wear the crown of your life. Say, Lord, I'm letting you rule. I'm letting you reign. I want to make you the king over all things, over my plans, over my desires, over what I want to accomplish. Lord, I want to make you the king. Make you king today.